At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. R.J. Bell will be here momentarily. This is Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I am Jonas Knox, normally the voice of you, the fan. Today, I am coming out of the bullpen like wild thing in Major League trying to save the day here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Just a little bit of technical difficulties, but we will be back on track here coming up momentarily. Uh, We do this every single day from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. With me right now, Steve Fezzik, NFL expert. A guy who is revered in the betting community here on Fox Sports Radio because we want to get into this, Fez. We want to start off with a little Monday night football in which the Seattle Seahawks took care of business, a 21-7 win over the Minnesota Vikings. Steve Fezzik, from a Vegas perspective, what was your big takeaway coming off Monday night football in Seattle? I have concerns about both offenses from this game, obviously, Both teams very challenged, but 
we're seeing a pattern now, especially with the Minnesota Vikings. When they were at Chicago, they got three points in the first three quarters. At New England, only ten points. And frankly, they almost got shut out last night. That Viking offense does not travel. Yeah, it's it's weird. We know Seattle's always got that built-in home field advantage. I was surprised, and this is just from somebody who, again, like you make a living out of this. I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing. I most of the time when I'm betting, it's because I've had three, four beers. But I was surprised at the betting line going into that game. It opened up at one and a half, right, and then it jumped up to three. Should it have been more? Looking back, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but knowing all that we know about Seattle, how they play at home, and Kirk Cousins in prime time, should it have been more than the three points that it settled at? Always easy after the fact in the old time machine, but I believe so. Seattle fifteen three and three now, prime time at home, and let's face it, we've got two teams that have some of the largest home field advantage in the NFL. Seattle is my number one home field advantage team, and I think it might well have been as simple as who was going to be home in this game, and that was the side to look towards. If you recall, we leaned to Seattle last night. Um, Kurt, I know reputations, like that's what we do as just a standard sports talk radio host, but you, somebody who crunches the numbers and you don't really listen to narratives as much as maybe uh, the rest of us do, you being a guy who's so good at picking lines, knowing how to pick winners, um, and you've got such an established track record, the narrative is out there on Kirk Cousins. He doesn't perform well in primetime. He's winless against winning teams this season, if I'm not mistaken. Do you, as a professional better, as somebody who does this and has a high success rate at it, do you have to start factoring that in when it comes to trying to pick a winner when Kirk Cousins is involved? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, going back, the fact that they're only able to put 10 points up, Cousins, at New England after what Miami just did to New England, I think it's a major, major concern. I don't know if the Vikings are going to make the playoffs, but if they do, they're a team I certainly want to look to fade. Yeah, and it's funny. I, I was thinking about this. When we actually consider what the Vikings were a year ago, I think people just assume they were going to take that next step. But if you actually go back and you look at how they got to where they were, I mean, that, that miracle finish against the Saints, they probably should have lost that game. You know, they, they they got to the NFC title game. I think people just assumed this team's the real deal. They were going to have a more difficult schedule. Uh, the addition of Kirk Cousins, I think, is an upgrade. But then you had the injuries to the offensive line. They're just not getting the breaks like they got a year ago. So to me, I see them as not being as good of a team as the Minnesota Viking team of a year ago. That's clear at this point. But I don't know that it's necessarily Kirk Cousins. What other issues are you seeing just from a roster or a coaching standpoint? They already fired their offensive coordinator, a guy, uh, John DeFilippo, who was being rumored for NFL head coaching jobs. What do you see outside of Kirk Cousins that's a problem in Minnesota? Well, I think you nailed it with the O-line because let's face it, the skill position players – Thielen and Diggs for number one and number two for wide receivers is just spot-on great, and they've had super production all year long, but the protection and the blocking on the O-line just has not been nearly as good this year as last year, and it has not traveled at all. Um, Now, to the Seattle standpoint, again, straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik with us here on FSR. R.J. Bell will be connecting with us here shortly. Some technical difficulties, but he will be here momentarily. From the Seattle side, Fez, man, I, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. I mean, you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback, you've got a legitimate running game, and you've got a defense that can show up when it needs to, and an experienced head coach. Seattle's got to be a nightmare setup for whoever draws them in the opening round, and as it stands right now, it's looking like it's the Dallas Cowboys. 
You know, I'm not so sure it's a nightmare draw, and here's why. Seattle obviously very effective running the ball. They were great last night. Couldn't throw the ball at all without Doug Baldwin. Who are they going to play in the playoffs? Are they going to go to Chicago? Are they going to go to Dallas? Maybe eventually to New Orleans? What do all those teams have in common? They all stuff the run. Well, I mean, did you have to kill my point that soon into the show? Jesus, Fez. We're, t- we're trying to do a-, a legitimate broadcast here. You make me sound like an idiot. Um, no, in all seriousness, though, the Russell Wilson factor um, at this point, when you're looking around the league and you're starting to see teams separate from the pack, you look at advantages. Who's got an advantage? Where is your advantage? You'd have to say amongst, and I'm just going to kind of throw you on the spot here, amongst NFC teams in the playoffs right now, who would you take over Russell Wilson in the NFC right now at quarterback? Well, certainly Drew Brees. And after that, it's a really short list, I think, number two. Yeah, that's the thing. They have such an advantage. He's better than Trubisky. I think he's more dependable, especially after what we saw on Sunday night, than a Jared Goff. Uh, Like, look around. Dak Prescott, nobody trusts Dak Prescott. To me, that's why I think they're, uh, if you want to call it a live dog, uh, if you will, in the NFC playoffs. It's going to be fun either way. The AFC playoffs are going to be a blast to watch. Uh, The NFC playoffs are going to be fun. How this unfolds the remaining three weeks is going to be pretty pretty remarkable to see how it plays out. Uh, Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik here, Fox Sports Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studio. So let's get to this, Fez, because we do it every single Tuesday here on Fox Sports Radio. This is where Steve Fezzik has a bone to pick with some of the big names around sports media. It's time. It's the pros versus the world. And we'll get it started with ESPN first on your hit list, Steve Fezzik. They've got the Dolphins, 17th in their latest power rankings. Steve Fezzik, where do you have Miami? Miami Dolphins are overrated. I have Miami as the number 24 team, Jonas. Okay, the big issue in Miami for you is what? Miami has been as lucky as any team year to date, and that shows in terms just in how many points they've scored. They are 7-1 and one in games decided by eight or fewer points, one-possession games. Five of their six losses they've been blown out in where they've lost by 10 or more points. And, of course, this past Sunday was the most ridiculous of all the close wins that they just had against the Patriots. Yeah, and you go back to the wild game that they had against the Chicago Bears. That was another wild one. So you're looking at this Miami team now. ESPN's got them 17th, close to the top half of the league in the NFL So now Miami goes at the Vikings. They're going to get the Jaguars at home and then at the Bills. How does this season finish up for the Miami Dolphins in your estimation? I think Miami finishes 8-8, but let me put a caveat out there. They have had to play some games with Osweiler. Tannehill has played some games banged up and not 100%. If Tannehill gets to 100%, there is potential Miami could improve. Okay, let's move now. We're going to keep it in the AFC. Again, nobody is safe here on Straight Out of Vegas. When Steve Fezzik shows up at your door, it's like Shigur off No Country for Old Men. Just run. Get out of the way. You don't want any part of him. Next up is Colin Cowherd. That's right. Fox Sports Radio's own Colin Cowherd. He's got the Steelers outside of his herd hierarchy, which means Pittsburgh is not a top 10 team, according to Colin. Steve Fezzik, what say you? I say that Pittsburgh is underrated. I have Pittsburgh in my top ten at number seven. Colin doesn't even have them in his top ten. I'm feeling like in that movie, No Country for Old Men, it's almost like, call it. 
You must call it. <laughs> and I'm continuing to call Pittsburgh as a top eight team. I got to admit, I'm a little bit on an island here. I get it. Three straight games, they've massively underperformed. And you've got to ask yourself, hey, are these intrinsic problems that Pittsburgh has with their coaching that's losing all these games that they shouldn't lose to at Denver and obviously at Oakland with Dobbs in for most of the second half? I still feel I personally would bet Pittsburgh to beat any of the bottom four teams in Collins, top ten, Dallas, Seattle, Baltimore, Indianapolis on a neutral site. Um, Pittsburgh, there's a, there's a real shot just with the way the last three games have gone. I, there should be some concern in Pittsburgh, and I'm not talking about just, uh, you know, the injuries are one thing, but Fez, going down the stretch, you're going to get a pissed-off Patriots team. You're getting them at home, but they're still going to be pissed off with the way the Miami game went a week ago, uh, and, and New England's had their number. You're going to get the Saints at New Orleans, so that's a tough place to play. You don't expect a whole lot maybe out of Pittsburgh in that spot. And then you're going to finish up with the Bengals. We remember the Bengals week 17 a year ago. They played spoiler and ruined the playoff hopes for the Baltimore Ravens. To me, Pittsburgh could be in a little bit of trouble here. How do you see the last three games shaping up for the Steelers? Yeah, it's a great call that there is the potential for disaster because you wonder what's going to happen with that locker room if this losing streak continues. Yeah, it, it's and that's a locker room that's had all sorts of issues, uh, a lot of noise. When things go bad, they go really bad. Uh, I, I don't know that the uh, Le'Veon Bell situation would have helped um, in this spot. I mean, I know James Conner got hurt, but yeah, there's a lot of noise always out of Pittsburgh there. Uh, by the way, Fez, I just thought of something that we could probably do maybe in July when we don't really want to talk baseball or like that right after the All-Star game when there's nothing to bet on. What if we do, uh, talking about Shigur from No Country for Old Men, we'll do like who would you favor in a matchup, Shigur or Michael Myers? Like, well, if you had to make a betting line right now on Shigur from No Country for Old Men against Michael Myers, what do you got? Shigur minus 170. Arguably, after Darth Vader, he's the number two villain all time. Oh, ooh. okay. So let me, okay. Darth Vader versus Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Oh, Buffalo Bill, I don't even know if I'd put him in my top 10. Wow, so you've already got a power rankings. Fezzik's already got his power rankings for mass murderers in movies. See, this is what I'm talking about here. Steve Fezzik knows it all. All right, so Fez, uh, what you do know definitely is how to pick winners. All right, so let's get Steve Fezzik's early best bet here on Fox Sports Radio. Fez, what say you? I say the San Francisco 49ers plus 5.5 versus Seattle. I would bet this right now. I'm forecasting this line will go down. And i got to be honest here, I think this is a fantastic situational spot. The 49ers were just blasted by Seattle two weeks ago where they lost by over 20 points. In that game in Seattle, they outgained Seattle by 100 yards. Now they're getting a Seattle team that basically is locked into the playoffs. They haven't clinched yet. They're 99% to make a wild card. They can't win the division. And I got a 49ers team that is undervalued based on a year-to-date minus 21 turnover differential. We talked about turnovers. They are not predictive for the most part going forward. The reason the 49ers have such a terrible record is because of their turnovers in the past. I'm not so sure it continues into the future. I'm betting, and I have bet the 49ers. And so you're thinking Seattle coming off a short week, going to San Francisco, they're going to be motivated that that's where the 49ers have an edge as well. Yeah, I I wonder about Seattle taking a step back, breathing. We're in the playoffs, and after having just punked these 49ers, I think that they may not well be able to turn the volume up on the intensity in this game. How much different is this season if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get hurt? 
I mean, because what you're saying is that you like the 49ers in a spot to beat a team who's playing really, really well and a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Super Bowl coach in a playoff stretch, and you like the 49ers in this. How much better would this team be or how much different would they look with Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback? Well, as you know, I love you do. Jimmy G. <laughs> you do. So we'd be talking about playoff contention instead of just running out the string. Here. That's amazing. Uh, Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik, this is straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can get Fez. Fez, where can they find you on Twitter? If they want to harass you on Twitter and, and find out just some of your logic behind these bets, where can they do that? At Fezzik Sports. And you can always find R.J. Bell, who will be joining us momentarily here on Fox Sports Radio at RJ in Vegas. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, some surprising information possibly regarding your favorite NFL team. We'll tell you what that is next here on FSR. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. I am Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. And he is the voice of Las Vegas, ladies and gentlemen, R.J. Bell. I tell you, Jonas, when I was listening to you guys. We had a technical problem driving to another location, and Fezzik sounded better than he ever sounded. I, I don't know if when he's in front of me and I can see the weakness in his eyes sometimes, but he sounded very knowledgeable on the radio. Fez, Fez look, Fez, yeah, that was a, a remarkable moment for you, actually doing betting odds on Darth Vader versus Shakur from uh, No Country for Old Men. That's a highlight of your career. Well, you know, actually, I missed that part, I think. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, so we want to get to uh, uh, coming up here, bottom of the hour. That'll be about 10 minutes from now. We're going to talk about something that I think is sweeping the betting nation. It's live betting, and it's fascinating when you when you hear some of uh, how uh, some of what has gone on just in recent weeks and months uh, when it comes to live betting and all that and it taking over the NFL uh, and a lot of other sports as well, too. So we're going to get to that here again, less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So, RJ... I know you're a Steelers fan, all right, but you are you are not one of the fanboys that Kevin Durant calls uh, out from time to time. You actually have an honest look at what the Pittsburgh Steelers are. They're in the midst of a three-game losing streak. Um, they're now they've got a tough stretch down the down, coming down the final three games of the season. From from your perspective in Vegas, and also a guy who's followed the team for years and years and years, what do you make of the recent struggles in Pittsburgh? Well, first, I think it's important to make the distinction that as a fan, it can be an advantage. And that's the caveat with the can be is driven by are you going to be honest? Are you thinking with your mind and not your heart? Because one of the joys of being a fan is you get to think with your heart, you get, or at least you get to root with your heart. And you've got those emotions. And you know, as Colin always says, fan is short for fanatic. And it's fun with something that isn't all that important, ultimately, it's far from life or death, to be that into it. It's kind of ironic to say, because this isn't life and death, it's, it's, it's something we're much more comfortable being so fanatical about, because that's the fun. Now, the trick is, if you can use that passion to gain knowledge, 
So, for example, and I would say I'm not as big of a Steeler fan as I was five years ago. I just really, you know, I grew up near Pittsburgh. I certainly, you know, when the Steelers won four Super Bowls between my uh, fifth and tenth birthday in the 70s, well, you know, and I'm an hour from Pittsburgh. I had the Terry Bradshaw jersey, right? Yeah. The little short, the little black, and uh, the arms didn't go all the way down for some reason. And I tried <laughs> to throw the ball. Back then, Bradshaw was the only guy that threw the ball with his finger on the tip. It was like a weird way he threw it. And I kept trying to throw it that way. It never worked. Huge fan. And then, you know, obviously in 2004, 5, 6, 7, 8, there were just players I loved. I get it. If you played against, James Harrison, you weren't a fan of James Harrison, right? Yeah. But I, I like those guys that you don't want to play against them. I can remember one of my favorite moments, and I get it, in this age of worrying about quarterbacks and all that, it's a questionable moment. But it was a preseason game, and Harrison intercepted a pass. I think it was against, uh, for some reason, I remember Stan Humphreys. But right, it doesn't matter. It was an opponent. And he's running down the sideline. And the quarterback goes to cut him off before the touchdown. And Harrison turns and, like, tackles the quarterback. Remember, Harrison has the ball. He could have tried to score. Instead, he wanted to get an extra hit in (laughs) on the quarterback. And I'm like, that's my team. I like that team. And, you know, and I love, like, even some lesser-known guys, Ryan Clark, Ike Taylor, just tough guys that played, you know, old school, whatever you want to call it. To me, obviously, I, I love Big Ben. I like a lot of the O-linemen, but some of these other guys I don't feel as much connection with. And I think in general, that's one of the laments as you get older. In my 40s, you're just further and further away. Obviously, if you're in your 20s, there's a big difference between you and a professional athlete, right? There's going to be a distance no matter what, yeah. right? But then if you add in the idea of that, that, that as you – age and age and age, and now it's 20, you're 20 years older. I mean, it's kind of weird. We don't want to think about it too much as a society, I think, in the United States. But if you're 45 and you're wearing a jersey of a 25-year-old, <laughs> right, there's something weird. Right, right. In, in a weird there's something glorious about it, too, though, right? Like yeah. you can You can, like, uh, stop all reason. You, you cannot, like, be self-conscious. It's just, I'm a fan. And I'll tell you this, when the Steelers won it in 2005, uh, in, in, you know, very well-officiated game. Agreed. Seattle, yep. yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was in L.A. for some business, a business, uh, you know, event. And I was there with some friends. And Steelers hadn't won it since 1980. So they won it when I was 10. And then I'm 35, right? So, you know, it's been a while. I woke up next in the hotel room next to a toilet with a leather jacket on and no shirt. <laughs> there it is. This is the truth. <laughs> Two bottles of shit. Now, to me, whatever business stuff I've done, you know, I've had my fair share, fortunately, of successes. I don't think I've ever felt that pure joy the way I did when Pittsburgh won that first Super Bowl. And yeah, the next one against Arizona was nice, but that one, first in a long time, was different. So, to some degree, I, 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 I revel in being a fan, Jonas, but I also think, and you know, we can segue to this now, that if you're able to use that passion, reading the blogs and listening to the press conferences, if you're objective, you've just got more knowledge of those teams and, or of the team that you're a fan of, 
And if you can remain objective, you have an edge. And I would make a strong case. I've bet Pittsburgh probably uh, their games more than any team's games because I know them better. And I would say I've bet against them more than I've bet on them in the last five years. But I certainly have the best winning percentage in Pittsburgh games. It takes discipline, but I think you can really do it if you're able to separate your fandom from your wallet. Now, what I'd like to talk about, if you don't mind, is Tomlin, because Colin today was really giving it to, to Tomlin, and, and I think there's some real merit to what he said. Yeah, um, and Mark Madden, who's a longtime Pittsburgh host, uh, he's covered the Steelers. He's one of the guys that is not afraid to call out the team, uh, whether it's the Steelers, the Penguins, the Pirates, whoever, whoever it is in Pittsburgh, and he talked about how is it time for Mike Tomlin to go. And to me – this time feels different. Like, we've seen the Steelers struggle with things like that, and, you know, there's been issues before there, you know, uh, Facebook Live in the locker room and some of the distractions and whatnot. This time feels a little bit different. Using your knowledge, like you just talked about, as a fan, somebody who, who has followed the team for years and years, but also somebody who's sharp enough to, to know when to hold them and when to fold them, does this feel any different than other years where Pittsburgh has had distractions to deal with, including with Mike Tomlin? Well, I tell you, I don't think this is an easy answer. I think Collins, um, a little simplistic in his, and I, I agree with half of his analysis. As in, uh, not even that. I think the better way to say it is, I agree with him wholeheartedly. I just think there's other elements to it. So, if you don't mind, since it is going to be a longer answer. Maybe we go get our update, and then we can leisurely explore. Because let's be candid, uh, Steelers have had three coaches since the 60s. Uh, probably a big decision here. Yeah, definitely. All right, so he is R.J. Bell. I am Jonas Knox. Steve Fezzik is with us here on Fox Sports Radio. We are straight out of Vegas. So we will get to the potential firing of a Super Bowl-winning head coach coming up next here. But for all the latest from around the world of sports... Dan Byer. An NFL assistant was fired today. John D. Filippo canned by the Minnesota Vikings as their offensive coordinator. Spent less than a year on the job. Mike Zimmer with the decision earlier today. I just didn't think we were making enough advancement in this part of the season to uh, continue to go forward the way we want to go forward. And so, you know, I'm not going to get into specifics about it, about some of the things, but I just felt it was the best interest of the team to make this move now. Quarterbacks coach Kevin Stefanski now takes over as the Vikings offensive coordinator. They're 6-6-1, six, six and one, a half game up on three other teams in the NFC for the final wild card. The NFL Network says that the Chargers could be down two running backs against Kansas City on Thursday. However, there is a silver lining for Charger fans. Melvin Gordon says he'll be a game-time decision after practicing on a limited basis today. He's dealing with a knee sprain. No practice for Austin Eckler, who has a neck injury. As for the Chiefs, wide receiver Tyree Kill was limited in practice today with a heel injury. In baseball, Philly signed outfielder Andrew McCutcheon to a three-year deal. Blue Jays released really shortstop Troy Tulowitzki. In the NBA, cast forward Tristan Thompson out two to four weeks with a sprained left foot. ESPN says Jimmy Butler is doubtful tomorrow to face the Nets because of a groin injury, but an MRI showed no structural damage. And Kawhi Leonard questionable for the Raptors tonight against the Clippers because of a hip issue. Guys, back to you. Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas comes to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have best bets, your chance to make a little bit of coin 
on a Tuesday night. I am Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Las Vegas, R.J. Bell. I'll tell you, Jonas, is the DeFilippo firing is a great segue into the Mike Tomlin discussion because I think one thing Pittsburgh has done exceptionally well is not be a prisoner of the moment with their coaches. Uh, the reality is with Chuck Knoll the first you know, dozen years or so, you know, it was fairly easy not to be. Though, remember, Chuck Knoll was there in 69 and drafted Mean Joe Green, all right? North Texas State, Mean Joe Green. And the famous headline in the Pittsburgh paper was Mean Joe Who or Joe Who? I can't remember exactly. Because obviously back then, North Texas State, if you're in Pittsburgh, you're not seeing them on television, right? And then they had the first pick again and picked Terry Bradshaw. So in this day and age, if you look at the odds right now, who's the first coach fired? The favorite to be fired is the Arizona Cardinals coach. Oh, by the way, who's in his first year? So Chuck Noll maybe would have been fired before he ever drafted Terry Bradshaw. Right. Now, all that said, back then it wasn't quite like that. So soon enough, and obviously in 72, the Steelers, the Maclet reception, et cetera, and a lot of winning. But remember, Bradshaw retired in 83, and the Steelers really weren't competitive uh, in, in any way like we're, we were used to until Noel retired. And it's hard to say that he didn't lose his fastball at a certain point. But he just, you know, year after year, he was there. So to some degree, you, call, you can call that loyalty. But in hindsight, if we would have, if the Steelers, we would have fired Noel in 87, you know, do we have another, you know, six viable years, you know, before Cower comes along or whatever, whereas that, that, that was that respect of the, of the legend too much? Well, we can debate that, but then obviously Cower very successful, though, remember, didn't win a Super Bowl to his next to last season, but was in the Super Bowl in 95. And then now we have Tomlin, who won two Super Bowl or one Super Bowl, I'm sorry, the Arizona one, but obviously with all of Cowers' players, and we could really make the case the Super Bowl against Green Bay was uh, the better example of Tomlin's team and a losing uh, you know, game for the Steelers. So on one hand, let's give Pittsburgh an A-plus for not being a prisoner of the moment. My case is that only makes sense if you think the sample size is deceiving and the truth is positive. So let me give an example with Fez. I know Fez is a winning sports better. Steve Fezzik won the Super Contest twice. He's on my team this year that's ready to win the gold <laughs> for the third time. And I'm the captain of the team, though, let's be clear. But still, is... I know he's great. If that, let's say 16 games are binomial, right? You can win or you can lose, right? Or you can push a tie, just like in betting. If Fez goes 10 and 6, I'm ecstatic, just like a playoff team, all right? But if Fez goes 7 and 9, I'm not happy about it. But if I quit betting Fez at that point, I'd be an idiot, right? Because I'd be a prisoner of the moment. I'd be a prisoner of small sample size. Seven and nine in picks are not enough to really tell you how good the picker is. Now, to me, teams will often 
fire a coach without having enough data. I think that's a mistake, and I think that's what the Steelers have avoided. And I think it's even harder to avoid that in 2018 with social media, where the sense of urgency, where, where, you know, let's be honest, one of the great things about Fox Sports Radio, we're live. When something happens, we're talking about it a minute later, and quite frankly, four hours later, it feels like old news, right? Yeah. So to me, that kind of cycle is something that 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 uh, lightning fast news cycle makes it hard to stay the course, right? Thousand points of light, and Pittsburgh's done it. Here's why I disagree, and I'd like to get your thoughts and Fez's thoughts. I think the problem with Tomlin is something that's not being improved. We've got a huge sample size since he came on board in 2007. This is his 12th year, 2007, 12 years, is Tomlin's not an analytically driven coach. Tomlin's not a deep thinker when it comes to game management situations. You look at Philadelphia and the Eagles, and they were discussing after that game why they kicked the extra point. They said Dallas had the ball with a, would have had the ball with a minute 20. If, if they were winning because we missed the two, they ran out the clock. But if we would have made it, Dallas would have been hyper-motivated to play a high-variance, high-risk style. And because of that, it was a disadvantage to go for two. If there was 10 seconds left, we would have probably went for two is what his point. Now, that is a next-level advanced thinking that Fezzik lives day-to-day, but some NFL coaches don't think about, and certainly Tomlin doesn't seem to think about it. To me, if you look at the modern coaches, and Belichick's an old-school coach, but he's certainly the leader with game management and analytics in my mind. Sean Payton, an older coach, is right at the top of that list. But then you've got a lot of young coaches that are exceptional at it, Peterson being on the list. The fact that Tomlin's more of a gut guy and not a math guy, I think to me is something that becomes a bigger and bigger disadvantage as time passes as the game becomes more analytical, and I think it's something he's proven he's not going to work on. I would totally love it if Tomlin came out and said, you know, thinking about it, I've been convinced I need to be more theoretical with this stuff, more analytical, and I'm going to hire this guy and that guy, and it's going to be a big part of my decision-making. I'd say give him three years to figure that part out, as long as he's doing it. But I don't get any sense he questions his approach at all. So I think Tomlin is a great old-school coach. I'm just not sure a great old-school coach is a good coach in the modern NFL. Steve Fezzik, you aren't as down on the Steelers as maybe some people are, like Colin Coward, who doesn't even have him in his top ten. From a Tomlin standpoint, hearing all that RJ had to say about Mike Tomlin and the concerns with how he approaches the modern NFL – how many coaches in the AFC do you trust, and what coaches in the AFC right now in the playoff picture do you trust over Mike Tomlin in a big-time spot? Well, I think I trust almost all of them in terms of a game management decision, but as far as overall coaching, it's a fairly short list. Obviously, Andy Reid of Kansas City is, goes right to the list, and, and Bill Belichick you know, is a genius. After that, real short list. Well, you know, I, I want to ask a question, though. Is Tomlin's never coached without – Big Ben. And I want to know the worst coach with an elite quarterback. 
meaning that we say, oh, Tomlin's a good coach, and, and I think there's some truth to that. But my question is, if we go through the elite quarterbacks here, right, in the last 10 years, right. we got Tom Brady. Okay, well, Belichick's pretty good. We got Big Ben. Oh, Tomlin's pretty good. We got Russell Wilson, eh, pretty good coach there. We've got, let's go down the list. We got Sean Payton and Breeze. Uh, we got Aaron Rodgers. Now, here's the thing McCarthy and, and Aaron Rodgers obviously didn't get along, but the, the question isn't when McCarthy's going to get another job or if, it's when. So, my question is who's ever been a bad coach with a good quarterback? Yeah, that's, and that, that's a fair point. I mean, you can look at maybe. Anthony Lynn with the Chargers. Yeah, but but the results are mighty good. I know, we're I know. We're saying he's yeah. a bad coach because of the same reasons we're saying Tomlin's a bad coach, right? But if anything, the Chargers have better results this year. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. That that because you start to wonder without Ben Roethlisberger, what is Mike Tomlin? How much do you downgrade the Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger? I don't know if that's if that's a question you can answer, but maybe somebody who has watched this team and seen every Mike Tomlin game coached, what would you anticipate this team looks like with a downgraded quarterback, RJ? It looks like there's no playoffs, and it looks like <laughs> Tomlin's doing TV. Right, right. Uh, all right, so this is straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. He is R.J. Bell, Steve Fezzik with us here. Uh, I am Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. We are brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Up next here on Fox Sports Radio, it is Best Bets time, your chance to make some cash on a Tuesday night. That's right here next on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. R.J. Bell, the voice of Las Vegas and Steve Fezzik, our NFL expert. Guys, um, Steve Fezzik has a gift. He predicts early line moves. He's been very successful at this. RJ, when did you know that this was a gift that was worth sharing with America? When it- RJ Bell. Yes, I, he told me about 30 times. I ignored him. <laughs> and then finally I said, you know, let me give a look at this guy. And, yeah, rest is history. <laughs> so, Steve Fezzik, you have an early line move. You've been very good at this all year long. You've been sending side emails and badgering us to keep promoting how successful you've been at this all year long. So what do we got this week, Steve Fezzik? Yeah, we are on the 49ers plus five and a half hosting Seattle. I have many reasons why I like this game and why this line will likely move. Okay, well, listen, first off, let's be honest, Jonas, is Steve is way too smart. I mean, listen, he graduated like with a economics degree from <laughs> Northwestern. I mean, the guy's smart. Is he, He's not going to tell you, oh, tout, tout my record, eight, two, and one, right in front of the world, coast-to-coast, coast, on these Tuesday early picks. And, oh, by the way, line movers, seven, one, and three, three times the line didn't move. No, he's going to do sneaky things like put it in bold on the show notes. <laughs> he's going to text you and then say, oh, oops, I meant to send that to someone else. So he's not as obvious on that stuff, but, but he is mighty good at it. So, Fez, let's start breaking this game down. Um, first thing that strikes me, San Francisco – is like a bad version of the Steelers in that they 
have really much better stats than their record. So right now, San Francisco has outgained their opponents on the season by nearly 300 yards. That's like the 12th best in the NFL. So if we used net yardage as a proxy for how good a team was, San Francisco would be on the cusp of the playoffs. They'd be right on the fringe. Obviously, this is a three-win team. So how do you balance in this case, hey, a lot of the bad breaks can be luck, but, boy, if they happen to the same team again and again, maybe it's not luck. Well, I think a little bit of it certainly is luck, but the fact that San Francisco is minus 21 in turnover differential, hey, they probably should be with a maybe deserved uh, poor uh, skills taking care of the ball, RJ. Okay, make them minus 10 year-to-date. Minus 21, light years worst in the NFL. That's just unlucky in my eyes, and it is really unsustainable that they're going to be that bad going forward. I'll tell you this, that's a brilliant point because you can make uh, an accommodation to – it's like someone saying, uh, why'd you get – I remember there was a kid, the uh, ACT back in the day, and that was the Midwestern <laughs> way to get into college, right, versus the SAT, is uh, an average score was about 16 or 17, and if you got like a 12 or something, you know, it was a problem. And there was a guy that got a 9. <laughs> And, you know, he was around. He seemed to be able to have a conversation, you know. And he goes, oh, I got drunk before. And it's like, okay, let's assume you got drunk. Let's assume that cost you a couple of points. You still shouldn't have had a nine, right? So I think Fez is right. Probably both are true. San Francisco doesn't uh, handle the ball, doesn't protect the ball the way they should. Their defense probably is especially poor at taking the ball away. But, boy, even with those givens, it's not going to be like that, right? That's such a, a, a turnover margin. So I agree with Fez 100% there. Um, I also think, Fez, tell me if you agree, Seattle, they actually had one easy game this year, was the week before last. They blew out their opponent, but the stats really weren't a blowout. It was the first game all year Seattle was favored by more than three and a half points, and everyone just looked and said, oh, blowout, but really the stats were different. I think Seattle might be ready for a flat spot. Spot on. And remember, who was that blowout against? It was against the 49ers, who outgained Seattle in Seattle by 100 yards, somehow lost RJ 16 to 43. So what's going to happen now? Two weeks later since that event, this is going to have San Francisco fully motivated to avenge that horrific loss, and it will have Seattle overconfident. Yeah, last thing, 10 seconds here. The, the Super Contest, we're one game out of first to win 640000 We are going to be breaking down the plays we're likely to make in that Super Contest this week live every day on Straight Out of Vegas. We are Straight Out of Vegas, brought to you by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker is coming up next. We are Straight Out of Vegas. If you missed any of today's show, you can find the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Back tomorrow, right here, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, Fox Sports Radio, and on the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.